Do you like Transformers? Check out the Transmissions Podcast at transmissionspodcast.com, a twice-weekly show that covers everything from the toys of the 1980s and today to those god-awful live-action movies. The main Transmissions show talks about the latest toy news and releases. Did you know there's a whole market of unofficial Transformers toys that pay homage to classic characters and figures? I didn't. Transmissions has you covered on all the official Hasbro and those unofficial third-party figures. It's a little-known fact that Transformers comics have been getting critical acclaim in the past few years, and Transmissions Alt Mode reviews all the latest Transformers books from IDW and occasionally looks back at the classic Marvel and Dreamwave books, too. Of course, it's also talk about Transformers and other media like TV shows, web releases, and yes, even the Bay movies. If these shows sound like fun, check them out at transmissionspodcast.com or find their shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and also check out their Discord server to talk with the hosts and other listeners. You will find everything at transmissionspodcast.com. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals, a mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. Today, we're going to talk about Disney and Marvel, which feels like we're, what, a couple of years late to the conversation? <laughs> maybe, but maybe by a little bit. Yeah, but we're talking about something that not everyone is discussing, and I want to talk a little bit about it because I'm sure this article is going to be gaining more traction as we go. If you're not familiar, check the description box below this video where you will find a uh, link to an article by The Kingdom Insider, which is a Disney fan site uh, that wrote an article regarding um, Disney's acquisition of Marvel and what the future of Marvel holds. The reason I why am, that was, I'm also looking at this for the first time. Yeah, the reason why I'm linking to this article and the reason why I'm talking about it is because I read it uh, this afternoon and it got stuck in my craw to a degree <laughs> that like few things normally do, and it really bugged me. And I really wanted to talk about it, mostly in a way to kind of like assure myself it wasn't going to happen but maybe in a way to get myself used to the fact that it might just happen yeah when we were uh, banding around topics for today you pitched this one right out of the gate yeah. and i think my first what, what, what was my response that oh no oh god no that, that this is a nightmare scenario episode is what you're pitching exactly so let's talk about the nightmare scenario the article in question and by the way this is the only place i'm actually seeing anyone talk about it i'm sure it'll be spinning out of control that said there's also some pings and some detractions from the article and the website themselves we'll get into those as well but in the beginning let's just talk about the topic overall which is will disney stop publishing marvel comic books and they're basically saying that uh to give you a tldr of the article it basically says that uh the comic book industry is hurting dc admits it and the fact that disney owns marvel and basically makes as much from one movie as they do they make more money from one Marvel movie than they do from the entire year of publishing from Marvel. Which is like, fucking insane. And it's like, I guess that's true. That really is scary. And the concept is basically, or rather the conceit of the article is, if, DC, if, if, if Disney has what they perceive to be a depreciating, not a depreciating asset in terms of owning the IP of Marvel, but more owning like a, a money hemorrhaging company, that what will they do? And it's like Marvel, like Disney can't get rid of Marvel because they have, they, they, they basically make Marvel, like Marvel makes Disney so much money from the movies. It's, and the it, it's an IP factory exactly. now. Exactly. But the comics themselves don't make them, I wouldn't even say nearly as much money. I don't think they make them any money as far as they are concerned. As far as Disney's bottom line is concerned, it's like an afterthought publishing books and publishing comics in general. 
And even though they can say like, well, you know, you can get your ideas from the comics and you need more, you need new comics to get new ideas. The reality is you don't because you could just reboot them every five years and just keep telling the same damn stories over and over again (laughs) or tweak them. You know, like Kevin Feige doesn't need to refer to the comics at all ever again. I mean, James Gunn himself completely like took the Guardians of the Galaxy apart and gave you like every every time that you see something related to Guardians of the Galaxy comics, especially like the Guardians three thousand or like mm. you know, uh, Vance Astro, like y- you you are lucky to get that reference, and it's only because it's like a little like wink. It's not anything. Um, so to say that Marvel Publishing is like a is a farm that produces great new ideas. I, I don't know if that's true, and that's definitely not what the article's saying. The article's saying that like that's not true. Movies will just movie studios will just make whatever. They'll just kind of tell their own stories, and and that'll be that. And yeah, so, I, I'm skimming through it now, and it is yeah, a yeah, lot of free. doom and gloom. So at the end result, they're suggesting that uh, that Marvel will simply, if they decide they want to make comics at all is they'll just license the intellectual properties out to whatever publishers want to tell stories about them and pay the most money. Jesus. That concept just just rocked me to my very core. The idea it's that... fucking terrifying. The idea that, like, people... Because, okay, Fantastic Four, X-Men, we're talking about properties that Marvel is right now fucking with because there is some movie fuckery going on. And on, on the... Like, on the deepest most like optimistic level that's maybe like pushed down by cynicism and truths to the to like a a little like small ball that's left of inside your soul you believe one day it'll be better one day they'll fix it one day they'll get them back or they'll stop maybe the guy at the top will leave maybe fox will relent maybe the money will go away maybe the money will come back like maybe whatever we've we've been down this road before have we really i don't think so i mean it's it's similar to the crash of before like the the energy around it feels similar we were always together The, the marvel house was always in order even if they don't have uh even if they didn't have their money or their druthers to publish really good books, they uh, they still had. How do I say this? They still had uh, the whole house together. They were never like marginalizing their own properties to stick it to some other company. Right. You know? But now we're seeing a house that's kind of divided. We're seeing a split up house. We're seeing Marvel kind of say like, eh, whatever about this, and eh, whatever about that. And the fact is. The split between Marvel Studios and Marvel TV mm. is allowing the companies to kind of like be confusing and frustrating. It used to be that it was all connected, and now maybe not so much. And maybe one day they'll say, ah, screw it. Like the, the Netflix shows are their own universe, and maybe Marvel Comics doesn't want to support the TV version of everything. So we'll just we'll just ignore that. Or maybe we'll ignore the movie version of that and ignore that and just further divide the house. But mm. ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, my concern is that while the, the the most of us consider that the that Marvel can never truly be divided, especially now that it's owned by this big parent company, like we'll never see Marvel fall. We'll never see the House of Ideas fall because no. it's 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 built on a foundation of of money, you know, supported by the mouse. This suggestion indicates that perhaps uh, we'll never see the House come back together, and that by the time that anyone were to get their heads out of their asses or get the money 
needed or the studios to screw up or everything to get together, maybe Marvel will stop public or maybe Disney will stop publishing Marvel comics altogether and you'll never yes. see those families together. Like we'll license Spider-Man. And so like uh, IDW can make some Spider-Man books and Boom Studios can make some Spider-Man books. And maybe maybe DC can do a couple crossovers with Spider-Man. But Which is an insane idea to think of. But Spider-Man can never cross over with Captain America again because they don't exist in the same universe. That's nuts. The idea that like, oh, right now we're frustrated that like the Fantastic Four are only 50% message, or me- uh, mentioned in comics. We're looking at a future, and I don't say we're looking at it because it's real. I'm just saying we could be looking at a future where we'll never see Marvel whole again. And that is fucking scary. Yeah, it is. And inc- it's a little crazy to think about because it's like, why would they do that? Why would they cut their nose to spite their face? We see them do it. All the time. We're seeing Marvel already hurt themselves. You have a you have an intellectual property like Fantastic Four, which Brevoord has said doesn't sell. You know, where we cancel the book because it's not selling. Hickman's saying we cancel the book because the the movies are not being run by us, and so we don't want to support them. At the end the of the day, the higher ups told us not to. Right. At the end of the day. You're damaging your own brand by letting only one source tell their stories. Mm. And especially if that source isn't you. And Marvel still is, uh, is, is hurting their own properties by not putting the best people on their books and not putting all the attention necessary. Because at the end of the day, Marvel is a book publishing company. Yeah. I mean, at least it used to be. When it was purchased by Disney, it became an intellectual property farm. And I think that's what Disney was looking at. I don't think that Disney was. I don't think Disney even wants to publish comics or books. I don't think Disney sees that that as a that as a, a boon for them in any way. Well, I mean that that's always kind of been the case for Marvel. Like the last time they were in trouble and they got bought out, that's what they were looking for. Where it's like, no, I want my own mini Disney with all these characters. Which is funny that they would end up getting bought by Disney anyway. Yeah, I mean we're seeing Disney, which. Uh, could be producing a crapload of Star Wars comics, licensing out the Star Wars IPs to other comic book companies. That's shocking. Like, I didn't even know that when I just, again, I'm reading the article. You put it, well, well why is that? Why are, why are they giving it, not giving it back to IDW, but letting IDW start making them now? I don't know. But no, no, well, the, the Dark Horse had, had Star Wars before. so it's That's actually, right. Now it's IDW. But it's like, that's bizarre. Like, that's really weird that they would now, be like, I literally have, it's like, it's like you having a printer at your house and being like, I want to print this out, but I'm going to go across town and have someone else print it. And actually, uh, because they have a better print and like, arguably, they don't really have much of a better printer. Like the printer's the same. It's just like, I have my own, but I'd rather use somebody else's. Yeah. Well, well, why, why are you using the extra steps? Why don't you do this in house? Yeah. You have the tools in your backyard. Just use them. That's so, I mean, heck, you know, so I mean, heck they, they have been doing it in-house, and it has been successful. I'm looking at this IDW thing they have coming out. It's like an all-ages uh, Star Wars book that they're trying to do, basically more aimed at kids than like what right. Jason Aaron and them is doing right now. But Marvel has produced and does produce children-oriented books. They have their own mm-hmm. line. Marvel actually is older than IDW. Shouldn't Marvel have people within the company that know how to produce children's books? You would think. I mean, come on. Also saying, too, the Archie comics people now are apparently going to be making a series of little digest books based on Marvel Heroes, which I actually think is a pretty good idea. I think it's a great idea, but it's also like Archie's going to produce Star Wars books. We're already seeing them license out Marvel characters. 
and whether you agree or not, Star Wars are Marvel characters now. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to say that like Star Wars and Marvel are the same thing. I'm just saying like Marvel produces Star Wars books. If you want to buy a Star Wars comic, whether it was published by Dark Horse or it's published by Marvel, you only have one source. Except for IDW and only for the kids-oriented stuff. It's kind of bizarre and it's kind of scary and it's kind of doomsday scenario-y. But this is the world we live in where it's like everything's a doomsday scenario. So let's talk <laughs> about them at least. It's worth addressing so that we can do talk about it. Because maybe the more we talk about it, the more likely we can stop it or or voice our displeasure. Because damn, do I not want that to happen. I, I, I grew up, I'm a, I was a Marvel kid when I grew up. Like when I was a little kid. I read Batman and Superman and, I, and Marvel books. And Marvel was like the most cohesive universe for me. And everything was in, everything fit like fit into each other. Everything worked with each other. Everything you know, work like worked in sync. Whether yeah. it worked well, you know, is another is another matter. But at least for all the stories that I pursued, you know, worked pretty well. Um, the idea of imagining a fragmented Marvel house where it's like, yeah, uh, whatever happened to Hawkeye? Oh yeah, Boom Studios makes a Hawkeye book. It's very it's very Game of Thrones, is it? Where it's like we need someone to unify all these kingdoms. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Alex in the chat actually mentioned something interesting, where he was like, Disney saw um, Power Rangers as a depreciating asset, so they sold the, they the, the did. Power Rangers property back to Saban. Which is a I never thought that would happen. I remember when they bought it's like, oh shit, Disney owns Power Rangers. Oh fuck, they sold it back. When I heard that, I was like, that legitimately is a once in a lifetime thing. That that because what's the point of selling back something you paid a a, a, a frustrating amount of money to mm-hmm. retain when you could you're so big you could just farm out whatever you're doing I mean like look at it like the article is that itself which by the way we'll get into the the, the nature of the article in a minute uh, or rather the source of the article um, but for now I just want to say like with with respect to to Power Rangers and selling it back like it's unheard of. Oh yeah. Like how many people do we know in a in, in, using a microcosm example like how many people do you know own some kind of very very valuable collectible many. They, that they that they got that they purchased and then went you know it's just sitting on my shelf and then sold it back rather than None. just sit on it. You know maybe it's not on a shelf maybe it's in the storage unit or something. Uh- Especially Disney, who is kings of sitting on shit. I mean, gargoyles, they won't let Greg Wiseman do anything with gargoyles. They're just going to sit on it. Right? Couldn't they just sell gargoyles back or license out gargoyles to something else? And by the way, I'm not saying that gargoyles is like a golden goose that has a bazillion franchise opportunities. But it's pretty cool. It's cool and it's a thing, but it's it's something that doesn't – it isn't like – why sell? Why not sell Mickey? You know, I'm saying like Disney or you know, gargoyles is not intrinsically tied to the Disney mythos. So it's like you could you could conceivably sell off uh, gargoyles. You could conceivably sell off Star Wars. You could conceivably sell off Marvel. And that was my response to this article in the most knee jerk, hopeful kind of way. I was like, no. You, if you don't know what to do with Marvel Comics, then you can just sell it back. Or, like, someone else will buy Marvel Comics and publish the books. And then Marvel will make movies based on whatever they want, and the comics will be made by somebody else. Maybe D- maybe DC will buy Marvel Comics, and they'll do... But, like, the odds which of that, that happen- Which, that was almost a thing that happened a long time ago. And that's true. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, if you guys are not familiar, back during, I think, the Jim Shooter era of Marvel... Was. Warner Brothers had bought DC... They saw DC as a depreciating asset. The, they yep. couldn't make any money off Batman movies. And they were like, eh, let's get rid of this. Shocking to think. So they, so uh, 
Warner Brothers came to Jim Shooter at Marvel and said, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong if it's if it's not Jim Shooter, but like I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, it was Shooter. They went to Shooter and they said like, "Do you want this? Do you want the IP of DC Comics? Because like you make you make com. It's literally the kind of thing that you'd imagine a movie studio doing. Being like, yeah, okay, I don't know anything about comics, but like you seem to know. It's like, hey, Kevin Smith, you mentioned Superman in your <laughs> movie about like dick and like and and boobs." Uh, you, you you must be an expert. You must be an expert on Superman. You want to do a Superman movie? Like, hey, you publish comic books. Would you like to own Batman and Superman? We don't obviously know what we're doing with them. Um, and, and, and they came very close too. He was only like a couple million dollars short, apparently. I understand. I, I always heard the story. Jim Shooter said no. The Jim Shooter said that if Warner Brothers is unwilling to do anything with them, then no, and sorry, I'm thinking of Shooter buying another comic company. He oh, came okay. up with a couple million. I was million gonna dollars. say like it's literally like I could imagine. I, I thought the story went that like Shooter goes, eh, like if if if, if Warner Brothers doesn't know what to do with Batman, then Batman must not be worth the money, and just passed, which is terrifying, um, or not terrifying, but like it. I would like to visit. I would like to Rick to Rick Sanchez portal gun my <laughs> universe. To see the world of Marvel and DC under one publishing house that started in like no. 1987, like holy shit, that would That'd be, really be some cool. crazy shit. Yes, yeah, so, sorry, I was thinking of Shooter because it's like he had Valiant and he had all these other things, yes. and he tried to buy multiple other comic companies. He's had a fascinating life, Jim Shooter. Jim Shooter, if you ever like corner him or get a chance to talk to him, like he is totally worth chatting up because even like regardless of uh, other creators' opinions of him, which are mm. divisive and strong. Um, the dude is a wellspring of information. Any any oh, seasoned God. comic book veteran, if you have a minute of their time, take it because it's he, worth it. It's like he was there, man. He was there in yeah. the shit for all this stuff you remember. So I mean, like, okay, so let's imagine a world. We've 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 already imagined a world where uh, Disney could say, "Shit, man, book comic book publishing. What a waste of time and money. <laughs> I really don't want to do this anymore. What are we gonna do instead? Eh, like if we if we cancel them all." There, there will be how many people buy comic books, right? Like, I don't know, like, th- like a million, a million people, maybe, maybe less, you know, buy comic books overall. Uh, do I want to deal with a million angry fans? Nah, so it's a drop in the bucket for us, though. It is, but it's like it, it would be a PR nightmare. Like, imagine if like two hundred thousand people just you killed. Us. It would be like it's more than a comic company. You killed an American institution, right? And do we want to be? The bad guy in that story? Not necessarily. Eh. Okay. Fine. We got to publish. We got to publish comic books. All right. Well, first of all, uh, we're gonna publish like half of them. You know, Marvel. Like we'll just we'll cut half of the amount of publishing books. What are we doing? Like forty-five books. You know what? Bring it down to twelve. You know, more than half. Bring it down to twelve books. And to a hard be, twelve. And that'll be the writing on the wall. I think if Marvel goes like, "Hey, listen, we're streamlining our publishing line, and we're mm. gonna get rid of like." more than like two-thirds of our comics but don't worry that means that we're gonna really get to focus on the really good stuff and really like just tell you the best possible stories we can i would start worrying and maybe selling some of my marvel comic stock yeah <laughs> really well, not anything anymore but yeah no i get well it's by the same article to you link me to says you know if this is a future if this is a potential future if this is a days of future past here yeah where marvel gets either sold off or segmented off or whatever yeah. That would hasten the death of the direct comic market oh, even more, oh, which no. I think that's another big problem that affects all of this. 
the direct comic market is unsustainable. The frustrating thing about the direct comic market, it's unsustainable. It is only uh, supported by t- by by two major companies, and it's and archaic one, in the year twenty seventeen. And it's supported by a monopoly. It's only the only distribution method is one company, and that is, and and there's no other industry that's like that in America. It's true. And it's like, what are you doing? Uh, so there's a lot of change that would need to happen in order for the comic book industry to be prepared for a move like that by Disney. And normally I would say like Disney wouldn't do that, but we just yesterday saw Disney pull out of their Netflix deal and then offer to create their own competitor yeah. for Netflix, which by the way is a fucking stupid idea. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it either. I tweeted about it yesterday. I was just like, Hey Disney, could you not contribute to the further polarization of our media? Because, like, the last thing anyone wants to do is go to, like, six or seven different goddamn places to watch movies and TV shows. The the bad old days of cable are coming back now. In the future, we will need six different packages of streaming services so I can get my HBO, so I can get my Amazon, my Hulu, my Netflix. Well, that's the funny thing is, like, I watched watched a lot of, like, conversation about this where people were just like, hey, um – uh, let me let me let me just do a little bit of like a a, a step by step process of how this is going to go. Uh, can I watch it on Netflix? No. Can I watch it on Amazon? No. Can I watch it on Hulu? No. Okay, then I'm going to steal it. And there's nothing. That's you totally can do how to it stop is. That. And there's another dimension from that conversation. It's like, can I watch it if I'm in Canada or Australia? No. Fuck you. But fuck you. I'm stealing it. By the way, yeah. uh, Jack Ingram in the super chat said, "What if they started releasing underselling or depreciating characters to the public domain?" Nobody mm. wants Shang-Chi, so just throw them out. I don't think that Disney will do that only because that gets them no money. Yeah, and Disney is famous for never letting anything they own Actually, falling Disney in the public domain. Actually, Disney instrumental in destroying public domain characters. Yes, yes <laughs> so, they, they, they have manipulated and fucked with the American copyright system forever. Mickey Mouse should have been in the public domain like two, three decades ago, but yep. they've lobbied Congress every time to get his you know thing extended, and they always do it. Yeah, and it's actually the years between when copyright's supposed to expire have been extended because of Disney's litigation. So like yep. Disney releasing something to the public domain would be ironic, but I don't think feasible. I don't think they would it, consider it a, a net gain for them in any way. And, that's and, ma- and massively hypocritical too, because Walt Disney, when he was alive, knew exactly the importance of remixing, you know, stories from the past. All the great Disney films are all based in fairy tales in one way or another, or mythology. You you didn't own that. You didn't write that. You took it and remixed it and made it your own. Exactly. Um, now, of course, let we uh, remind me. I do want to talk about like refuting this doomsday scenario. Um, Please do. Let, let, same... let, let's bring the spirits up. Let's give some hope. So, first of all, uh, the Disney Insider or the the Kingdom Insider dot com. Uh, they have uh, they have fewer followers than they have following on Twitter. I uh, noticed it's this. It's kind of like niche, niche, niche website. It I've is, never heard of it until you brought it up to me. I've never heard of it until it was brought to my attention. And so, and by the way, that's not to dis- diminish what they said. It's not to diminish what they're, what they're, what they're uh, devil's advocating because wh- regardless of the source, if it causes a great discourse and if it makes us question um, the establishment in some way, that's, legitimate or we find some legitimate conversation out of it then it's valuable so whether the disney or whether the 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 whatever the the kingdom insider or not is a valuable resource or 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 a trusted uh 
place to get your information is regard is is irrelevant because all they're doing is asking a, a, a really kind of like pointed question. They're just saying, "What if this happens?" It's not an unfeasible scenario to imagine, even though it seems unfeasible because you know how can you? Im- it's been seventy five years. Jack Kirby just celebrated his hundredth birthday. Like, yeah. how could it be possible that 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 fifty percent of the comics? publishing market could disappear over the whim of one person <laughs> it's and, it's also true you know in we live in an era where lots of things i thought were impossible ended up happening i never thought disney would own star wars but they do I, yeah, exactly i never thought i'd see a star wars sequel i'd want to see uh i never like when napster came out i was like this is it and it was gone in a blink mm-hmm. of an eye and then replaced sure by was. a thousand different versions actually napster could be an interesting microcosm for what's mm. going to happen in the movie industry like or what like the media industry where it's like all your all your movies and tv were from this one source and then that one source was broken up and then all these shittier sub sources like kazaa and morpheus and <laughs> limewire and limewire all, all came out i came about out of it and it's like and then th- that was like the wild fucking west of getting trojans <laughs> and worms and yep. so as a result like things had to change and they had to work what's, on what, stuff what, what's that thing marv says in uh sin city is the battle days the all day, the all or nothing day days. Uh, by the way kiddos if you're wondering what napster is just google it but uh don't talk shit about limewire limewire was my trusted source but even same then, here man we were limewire kids there even then by the way i was not uh i did not trust limewire no, they no, it was a me steal. That's not <laughs> exactly. It's it, no honor amongst thieves. It was a freaking Russian roulette style yeah. situation, is what it was. Okay, not today. Yeah, like I, you know, I might buy my guns from this fellow, and he might be a really, really give me a good deal. But I'm not going to ask him to watch my kids. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Let's l- 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 let's keep our two lives separate here. Look, we're we're both not saints here, exactly. but come on. I know you might just send me a Trojan. But anyway, uh, the fact that this website, like, but anyway, we talked about that website. Uh, oh yeah, Groove Shark, another. Oh, there's another one. That one amazing option that just completely fell apart. SoundCloud uh, it might be falling apart uh, as we so speak. So they say. I, I, I fucking hope not. I finally uploaded the entire backlog of Comic Multiverse. There. I just bailed. I just went to go to to something else. Anyway, I know you did. <laughs> staying on topic. Uh, this. So okay, let's talk about the the positives. Um, I don't see oh okay that's the thing about this 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 idea this concept and this this thing is that like it was so scary to me and i couldn't get it out of my head because if disney owns something that doesn't make them any money if i own something that that was a money pit and didn't make me any money i would get rid of it yeah like i would just 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 for me if i had a shitty car that every month I had to go and like fix or put money into, and you know what I mean. Like, and my kids were driving around and terrorizing the neighborhood with it. <laughs> like the way that people are complaining about how it's like, you know, the comic book and like the, these Marvel comics coming out and like they're really poorly reviewed, or like people are complaining about them, or like they're just not as good as they should be. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of criticism about Marvel comics right now. So it's like, okay, so some of it founded, a lot of it not, right, I would like, say. Okay, I've got this com- I've got this publishing company and it's costing me money to make these books and people are complaining about them even if like even if we on a good day. What is happening? You know, like I would get rid of it. And so it's like it's hard to imagine a world where Disney wouldn't just get rid of it. But if they did get rid of it, would they uh would they would they license out the characters? Would they try to keep 
the most profitable characters? Would they do like a reverse Marvel thing where like Marvel was like? That's what I was going to say, because like when Marvel was in trouble, they licensed out their characters to every movie studio and it's taken them many years to try and get as many of them back as they can. Wouldn't it be funny if Disney did it the other way? And they're like, look, we're just keeping the characters we have movies about. But then again, like they don't know what will hit and what won't. No one could have predicted that the Guardians of the Galaxy would have succeeded. Oh, God. Not me, uh, but people love it. Um, and, and, and maybe that's enough to keep where they're like, look, this th- this is like a big golden barrel here. Let's not kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. Yeah. Now, that's the other thing is like maybe Marvel is or maybe Disney is smarter than we're than they are giving it credit for and saying they've like, been around for a long time. They're like, listen, this thing, like, you know, we someone here explained to me that it's it's important to keep this publishing house in, in order and. You know, it, it behooves us to keep it the way it is. I I don't see that as being a logical reason to keep Marvel and to keep I, it I, to I, keep it whole. I think Disney understands the power of symbols too, where it's like you know, Marvel is like the Coke of of comic book world. It needs to survive in one form or another because that logo is synonymous, at least in the movies, but in comics too. You know, that means something yeah. when we slap that logo onto something By and, way, you know, I that's love, worth more. I love that Marvel went with red and DC, del- like, DC literally chose blue as if They are Coke like, and Pepsi. Which, you know, if you're a Coke guy, is like, like, I don't <laughs> know about that. <laughs> they're, the, they're the Coke and Pepsi and everything else that breaks down in red and blue. They are the Crips and Bloods. Exactly. Um, but they're also in the... They kind of were in this together until now. Like, DC and Marvel needed to support each other because the comic book industry is getting smaller. And yeah. these books do need each other's support. I mean, it's just kind of... It's it's a weird world we're living in where we, people have been predicting the death of the comic book industry for some... Forever. For, forever. And I've always been the first one to say, like, shut up. If it was gonna going to die, anywhere. it would be dead by now. Because comics aren't going anywhere. Like if yeah, comics are, and and they're not because it's an art form and art forms don't die. You no, know, they they are some of them like are replaced by more efficient versions of their of their former selves. But even then, some are remixed and remastered. Yeah, but comics. I mean, like comics are are cave drawings in you know <laughs> in prehistoric times like, they are modern day mythology as they said in uh what is it that uh, one movie yeah uh unbreakable yes that's the one thank you i, but, I almost called it shattered i'm like no wait he didn't shatter because he's unbreakable yeah. uh no it's it's not easy to imagine that it's gonna die but like it is easy to uh t- to make bold and doom-esque predictions about it the industry survived a lot more ridiculous bullshit, and I, I I don't see it dying anytime soon. But I do see the industry being irreparably changed and oh, brought yeah. to its foundation as a result. Oh, the the, the paradigm has to shift. I've I've been saying forever the future is digital, and we see both DC and Marvel making strides in there. Marvel is just coming out now with some of its first digital exclusive series. It's funny. Uh, in that article that I reference in the description box below this video, uh, the article mentions digital as kind of a sign that things are going to get worse. You know, they're like, really? Marvel will... And I think that they were using digital as a way of saying that it's going to be like a cost-cutting measure. Like, you'll see right. comics going to more like graphic novels and digital. They should do that anyway. 
They should, because, I mean, yeah, cutting costs is a good thing. And furthermore, being digital, you can reach way more people. Like, as I've said before, uh, what is it? A bunch of books are finding huge audiences and are being there, like, on the top of the Amazon list and all these other lists because they're reaching an audience that wouldn't normally walk into a comic store. And the most frustrating thing about digital sales is that they don't factor into the overall sales numbers of That's any book. That's incredibly dumb. Well, How? again, being... Can you that's, possibly overlook that at this point the, in, in in world events? See, that's the direct market and that's the diamond influence. I'm sure they're like, well, if it doesn't go through us, it doesn't fucking count. I don't know how that could be possible. Like, I don't understand how you could be so short-sighted as to say like, eh, well, like, yeah, but um, the only numbers that matter are the ones that are sold to, through the direct market. No. Like... I, I, I want to imagine no other book, business in the world does that. Yeah, I, I want to. I mean, like, can you imagine the music industry is like, no, 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 no. We only count the sales of CDs. <laughs> well, like, sorry are you about crazy. That. Um, and as we get more and more accustomed to digital, I mean, like, that's that's the future, whether you want it to be or not. So it's time to start facing forward and applying that to your publishing initiative. But yeah. uh, but let's talk about this 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 overall looming cloud over our heads and <laughs> refute it or or try to like put salt in it and make it go away. I, I don't know how to destroy clouds. But uh, <laughs> uh, Hobo Joe just said CD still exist. Yeah, in, in your aunt's car apparently, or at least in mine. <laughs> <laughs> they still sell CDs. There's a CD store in my mall. I'm like, why? <laughs> the CD store in my mall just closed down, which it's funny. We already saw the CD stores kind of have to try and adapt and change to the time. Like HMVs, where it's like, oh, we used to all be about music. Now we're about music and DVDs and like graphic T-shirts and like comic book and hot topic oh, stuff. Yeah. No, it, well, it turned into an FYE or a uh, like an all-purpose like pop culture store. And then, and then they died anyway, which is good because I got 50% off a of Captain America robe. I was very happy about <laughs> Yes, I profited from the destruction of someone else's company. <laughs> yes, finally this finally this affects Joel in a positive way. That's true. I mean, like, and listen, two stores shut down in my mall ten years ago. An FYE and a mute and the CD store. This year alone, both stores came back. That's really that's mind bending. There's an FYE and a CD store at my mall. I'm like, why? It, it, like, are we taking a dramatic step backwards? Or <laughs> are comics, like, or are, 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 is media all cyclical and people want physical media again? I, I don't know, but it's... I would say it is. Far. I would say most media is circular in one way or and another. Like, people can say, like, millennials and hipsters and blah, 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 but, like, are they are they that, that strong in numbers that we need to start getting... There's a bookstore in my mall, too. The borders shut down. A books a million opened up. What is really? happening? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, like tying this into our conversation, like just because Marvel would view publishing comics as a loss for them doesn't necessarily mean that means that they're going to break up the house of ideas and throw all these characters into this into the wind and hope that they all like land someplace profitable. No, because the, the, cause I would argue they're bigger than the companies at this point. Again, they're part of the fabric of pop culture. Most of them. True enough. Uh, and some of them are intrinsically tied to each other. Like, yeah. And it's it'll be hard to make them not work. Just look at Spawn and how frustrating and hard it was to try and change Chapel to Priest. 
Like, yep. that in and of itself was frustrating and stupid, and they still had to pay money to Rob Liefeld <laughs> every time they referenced Chapel, which was every time they talk about his origin. A mind-bending retcon a palooza. Yeah, how, and it's just, that's one thing. There's one guy. And now you got a universe that is all connected to each other through 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 the through uh, publishing books. Um, <laughs> That's, Sir Toby brings up a good point here. Hey, market dynamics. People want to accessorize their homes and can't do that with digital copies. Fair enough. <laughs> I agree with that, but uh, why don't I just go on Amazon and buy shit? Like, <laughs> like yeah, that too. I mean, I understand them building these things and making them, but I don't understand them being in the stores. I guess so you could sample it. But that's why, like, Best Buy exists. They're basically just, like, you know, Best Buys themselves, they're populated by, they're basically, like, malls. Companies rent out shelf space from Best Buy to sample their merchandise and keep <laughs> it there so that you can then try out the new Logitech or that brand. Mm. They don't just sell keyboards. They sell these companies' keyboards. And then What you if I really the... hate paying shipping and handling, though? <laughs> yeah, but no, but no, no question you're going to save money than going to Best Buy. But anyway, uh, so okay, let's say Marvel is hell bent on doing this. Let's say it's let's say it's true, and Marvel is like, "Fuck it, we don't want to make just 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 superficially, we don't want to make comics anymore." What is a solution that satisfies us, comic book fans? What what do we hope happens? What what will we make a video suggesting that they do? <laughs> Give it to someone trustworthy and someone who the fans like. Like, who who's a good steward for all of this? You mean parent company? Like, do you think they should be a huge company? Or do you think they should be owned by a single person? Or do you think they should be owned by a by a comp by, by a nonprofit organization? Like, oh shit! I, I actually kind of. I mean, they'll never give it to a nonprofit organization. But I kind of like that, where it's like you know the the Institute for the for the Visual Arts or something. Or the Boy Scouts of America by by Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, what is it here in uh, what is it Canada? What is it? Well, one of the major hockey leagues is owned by like the teachers' pension fund and some other shit. That's funny. Um, I've seen a lot of suggestions in the chat. Like, what if Fox bought Marvel? I don't want that. For, first of all, <laughs> uh, I could think of worse companies, but I could think of better companies. Yeah, fair enough. I <laughs> sell sooner... it. <laughs> Someone said sell it to Vin Diesel. Yeah, sure, he's got money. Yeah, uh, for now. <laughs> uh, I could see, uh, I could see Warner Brothers buying Marvel, and just being like, "Screw it." And what's interesting is, uh, getting back to the Jim Shooter thing, really quick. Kieran, uh, Kieran Morrison says, "I find it hard to switch to digital. Uh, keep up." The it is hard. Numbers. Thank you. It, it is, is hard. hard. Listen, once you do, though, you don't look back. You save so much space. Because I had a, I had a, I had a lousy comic book uh, uh, retailer experience, and uh, going to Comicsology was like. I don't know if I want to do this. I wake up in the morning, I look at the books that came out this week, I buy them, and then I read them on my desktop, and it's amazing. It's a beautiful feeling. Is I did that today, too. I read Secret Empire, and I read Superman. Yeah. Um, but, like, let's say Warner Brothers buys Marvel. Just the Marvel publishing line. Let's say Disney goes, ah, screw we got Star Wars. We don't need Marvel anymore. And Which the, is the a fact crazy is, thought. The fact is... That's a that's a conclusion that I don't see that I that I would not be surprised them doing, and the reason for that is simple. Disney has always been trying to find some kind of intellectual property that appeals to boys. That's their thing. That's why they bought it in the first place because they're like, look, we got our princesses, we got our girl brands. We can't make boy brands, so we'll buy they boy did. brands. That's why they spent like a hundred million dollars on a Tron sequel because they're mm. like, what boy brands do we own? 
Tron. That's why Tron Legacy, which by the way is underrated and awesome, but why Tron got a hundred and some odd million dollar sequel 25 years after the first one came out and a connected television series that was as intellectually thought-provoking as the movie was. That's right. I forgot about that. Plus toys, plus comic, or not, did they make comics? I don't remember. They probably did. Tron comics, but like, uh, plus toys. Plus plus a wicked soundtrack. Plus a fucking amazing soundtrack that has transcended the movie itself. But, uh, that's, that's Marvel, or that's Disney being like, we gotta, we gotta appeal to the boys. Then they, then they bought Marvel kind of out of nowhere. And then they bought Star Wars. And I want to say that Star Wars was the first offer they made. I want to say that behind the scenes, and this is just hearsay, I don't know if this is for certain, and maybe it's not true, or maybe some version of it is true, but I want to say that Marvel went to George Lucas, or Disney went to George Lucas, and they said, like, how much for Star Wars? And he's like, fucking no. Because he's George Lucas, and that's, that's my knee-jerk reaction as well. It's my baby, damn it. Then they went, then they went to Marvel, and they're like, somebody within them said, you know, Marvel has like a has a fuckload of really profitable characters. Like the like, if you can't own Batman, you might as well own Spider Man. You know that. Here's, here's a blank check. So they were like, "Screw it, okay," and they got it for for a good number. They get their Marvel property. Then George Lucas calls them back up and goes, "You know, I am kind of interested in selling." Uh, how does eighty billion dollars sound cool? I think it was only four. Really? Why did I think it was something more than that? I was it only four no, billion? Four. I think it was similar to the to the Marvel acquisition, but it was like I think it was four billion dollars, and it was like. And they're like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's still a comedically large amount of money that I will never be able to grasp. Like, no, what would true. I do with $4 billion? Like, you know how, uh, uh, you know how we talked about, like, you can never say no? Like, how Shooter should have never said no to the, Diz- to the mm. DC offer? Like, of course you take the, the, the Lucas deal. And then they think to themselves, oh, shit. Well, now we have two major boy brands. Like, what? I guess we could do, you know what I mean? I, I, I could just see Disney kind of being confused and, and kind of frustrated by the fact that they now have these two major properties when they were going to pull, go all in on both of them. Mm. Um, Alton Davis in the Super Chat says, Why isn't IDW licensing Marvel for comics not an option? Solves the problem for having competent stewards. True, but the problem is that they're not licensing Marvel publishing. The question is whether they'll split up the characters. So IDW yeah. will only publish spider-man comics or idw will only publish captain america comics that'll be so weird to open up like a spider-man comic and see an idw logo and and have him be and have him live in a vacuum because like as much as we're all kind of used to it because of sony and those movies (laughs) i i I, for me it's always been wrong to see spider-man alone in the universe that's frustrating they're kind of fixing that in the Sadarsky stuff now. It's like, look, no, he has friends. Oh, he has time. people oh, who no, comes no. and hangs out. In the comics themselves, it's connected. I just mean in the Sony movies, like the Sony oh, movies yeah. themselves. Those are like, it's just Spider-Man and, and you know, an occasional American flag. Uh, <laughs> so many American flags. But, uh, but yeah, um, I, I think that Disney was kind of like, oh, we didn't really anticipate getting both of them. Um, but I could see Disney being like, okay, screw it. We need to get rid of them. And then just calling somebody... Uh, and it could be Warner Brothers. It could be a, it could be another publishing house. It could be somebody who's like, can you imagine if like, could you imagine if the folks over at Valiant were like, okay, that would be crazy. <laughs> hey, 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 we're in good with the folks from Valiant. I hope they get it. Um, but uh, and by the way, this is all hearsay. We don't really know what's happening. We're just saying like, what if Disney decided that Marvel Comics was not an appreciating asset? The properties are fine, the movies are good, but these comics aren't making any money. What if, God forbid, but what if, and not even God forbid, but like, what if, and this is a very realistic possibility, what if um, 
Marvel Infinity or Mar- Avengers Five sucks, and people stop going to them. Again, a dark future scenario. I mean, like, and it's it's a very realistic scenario to imagine that like the that the bubble will burst in terms of comic book movies. Um, I don't know if it's even a bubble at this point. I think it's more like a genre, but I could. But, yeah, I, I I agree. So I also think know, that if, if it was genre, a bubble, that would burst. But every genre has highs and lows. I mean, like it's true. There was a time when when Hollywood was like, well, we're not making westerns anymore, and then someone made a really really good western, and they were like, okay, make more westerns, and then the floodgates opened up again. Or like, we're gonna make uh, science fiction movies, and like, uh, or we're not gonna make any more science fiction movies. Screw that. And then they went, oh well, uh, this one science fiction movie is really good. Let's make a whole bunch of science fiction movies. Like, I mean, I, I think the thing that helps comics out is that because the genre is so vast, you can tell a space opera with a bunch of you know space pirates. You can tell a spy story with a man dressed in a, an American flag. You can tell this. That that and the other right um another option image buys more buys the marvel comics publishing initiative what would that look that like would, that would actually destroy everything because image doesn't own any of the ips that they publish no it's all creator owned which would mean if image were to do it would it be like that it's some bylaw within the image contract means that all the characters go back to their respective estates and creators like how that, terrifying wow like what a what a what a clusterfuck that would produce. That's a litigation nightmare. Yeah, then then you'll never see any Marvel anything ever again. You can barely see milestone characters because one person's wife won't cotton to being screwed out of money. Which, in fairness, she's one hundred percent in the right. They did that without telling her. You gotta like you gotta cross your t's and dot your i's when you're gonna do anything regarding money and other people who have some kind of stake in it. Um, Kieran Morrison says. Uh, some Spidey comics on the way, so I hope you enjoy. Thank you. I'm looking forward to reading. Oh. Uh, but, uh, so, okay. We talked about, like, larger companies owning the Marvel properties. It could be that Disney might just say, eh, like, okay, we're not going to publish monthlies anymore. Maybe they'll be like, okay, well, like, what does sell? Trades? Trades sell? And they get critically claimed because you can put them on lists? Um, yeah. Book lists, I'm saying. Uh, but, like, Trades sell pretty well, and they're cheaper to produce than the monthlies. I mean, you don't make as much, but maybe you do if you reduce, if you only make like thirteen trades a year. Yeah, I mean, you could see Marvel reduced to being just graphic novels. It's just we're reprinting old books, and we're only printing self-contained graphic novels that maybe they're connected to the to itself in their own universe, or, or not. <laughs> I'm just looking here, uh, brands you didn't know Disney owned, because I'm trying to think seriously now, like, yes, who would be a good steward for this? Who's someone I would actually trust with if this? If Disney wanted to sell it back, because Disney, that's the funny thing, is when Disney sold Power Rangers back, they had a place to sell it back to. Like, yeah. they had an interested party. Now, internally, there could be, like, a memo that says, like, who would buy Marvel? You know, saying to somebody, like, hey, like just just put this out there. Put this out there into the universe. Like, who would buy it? You know, and then see the sharks show up. Jack Ingram suggests Comixology buys it and produces digital exclusives. Oh, shit. I mean, like, Comixology can already start making digital exclusives. It's true. Comixology being an independent, like, group could just do whatever, you know, they could, they, they, they could, uh, they could do all kinds of stuff. The fact is, like, Marvel Unlimited is just a response to Comixology anyway. What, uh, well, what about Maker Studios? Maker Studios buys Marvel. That's, well, that's owned by Disney anyway. <laughs> I know. Here, here, you can have it. We'll just pass it down the line. Yeah, yeah. Just we'll just bring it. Yeah, like lower and lower on the totem pole. Like different smaller companies that owned the uh, the, the the Disney owns. We'll just run it for them. 
And, and then Vice News can have it because apparently Vice Media is also owned by Disney, which I did not know. Yeah. And that's the thing that really frustrates me because, like, any of it is a terrifying scenario. As JoJo mentioned, like, I don't like any of these suggestions. Uh, when they said, when, Disney, when, when they were like, Disney's bought Marvel, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Because it means that they never have to take risks again. It means they never have to, like, push harder. It's, it's, and you know what? I guess I was right because, like, they really don't. Like, they don't have to work as hard. They don't have to try as hard. They don't have to, like, mm. push the industry. They don't have to, like, they're not ever going to be desperate. You know, the it, people it, who, it comes with job security. The creators are, will be desperate and scared because they're dependent on producing these books. And if they don't make these books, they don't get these jobs. They'll have to go out into an even, sh- into a 50% smaller market if they have to leave. I don't know. It's, it's. That's, that, that's the most depressed part. I worry about the writers and the artists because it's like, well, Obviously, you want all the companies to do well because that means there's enough work to go around, not only for the writers and artists who are already in the business, but for the little guy who wants to break in. Yeah. And by the way, this is this is also apropos a conversation – or not a conversation, but an article I read yesterday about Google. Um, they were talking about like uh, transcribing all the uh, all these books from libraries into Google. Mm. And uh, th- th- this librarian was talking to the Google executives and they were like, well, but what happens when Google doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> and – they, they they recounted that like the executives just had – the thought had never occurred to them that there would never be a Google. And it, it's, it's, it's making me think like, well, what if – like, you know, where, what if there is no place for Marvel? What if Marvel doesn't exist in 10 years? Like what if, what if Disney decides like screw it and they just break up everything and it all just goes to the winds? Like but because Disney owns everything, you never – you don't know who really owns anything. Like it's – it's a terrifying prospect to imagine a world where like everything is owned by like one or two companies, especially when companies don't last forever, despite the fact that some of them might be really old. It also seems we're heading that way to a future where everything in the world is just owned by five companies anyway. So excited suggests, uh, what are some best Marvel comics to read now? I really dig Defenders. It's a, it's a solid series. Check it out. Defenders is sweet. Charles Soule is putting in great work on Daredevil right now. Oh, yeah. Infamous Iron Man. But uh, uh, yeah. Thor, of course, has of been course. killing. J- Jason Aaron just hasn't stopped killing it on that book. I, of course, really dig Miss Marvel. That yes. one continues to be really nice. Like there, as we've always said, even though we sometimes doom and gloom on the current state of Marvel, there's good creators making good books. Yes, as long as you hire good, hungry creators, you will always have good comics. Um, the question is, in, at least for this episode, how long will that last? And will they like? Will the Marvel comics that we've known forever? Because I'm getting back to like the very beginning of this conversation when I was like, man, we all kind of take take it at face value that like maybe Fantastic Four will come back one day. Like maybe come Fantastic Four, maybe Fantastic Four will be in the MCU, but definitely Marvel will start making Fantastic Four comics again. And uh, maybe actually the more likely scenario is that we're going to see more scenarios like this. We're like, eh, we're not going to see as much Iron Man books anymore. Eh, we're not going to see as many like x-men books anymore and we're not going to see any more uh, spider-man books anymore like this is hard to imagine but it's like this is all in service to the bottom line of a major company whose whose vested interest is not in making comic books and not in making art and making money i mean like marvel was never looking to make art 
they were I mean like you hear the early stories of Stanley talking about like his creation for the character he's just like I just wanted to make a character that would sell so I could eat and it's like <laughs> you inadvertently create art through expression of your like ideas but absolutely but like they've always been trying to make make a dollar and it's it's a terrifying prospect to imagine that like a company that has no interest making books bought a book publishing company <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you know they did it just to get the IPs. And it could be that, like, maybe... May, like, here's my suggestion for how they can fix it. Or, or how they can handle it. Uh, they sell... or they, 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 they make Marvel its own company. Right? Right. And it, and it breaks up into a number of shareholders who own that company. Or a couple of... Like, a board of directors that own that company. Right. But Disney divorced itself from that company. But before they do and separate it into its own company... They make a contract with that company that says that if you are going to make a movie based on any intellectual property, it has to go through Disney first. Right. You know, we get we get right of first refusal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I could see that being a thing where it's like, it just basically kind of goes, it, that, that, for me, that's the most ideal scenario because it allows Disney to make Marvel movies, which they're obviously capable of doing. But oh, it yeah. also allows Marvel to kind of go back to where it was, which is making comics. And, and being masters of their own fortune, and and yes, and being yeah, and directing their ship in their own direction. Like, I I think that that's the way that you can save this 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 horrible future or prevent this horrible future from happening. <laughs> this possible horrible future. Yeah. This possible days and, of future. And by the way, past. all suggested by a, a random website that just posits the idea. But of, it, but it got the wheels turning in our head at least. Yeah. Uh, so Joel, what what is your suggestion? How do you what would you do, or do you like my? Idea? <laughs> uh, I mean, I like your idea. I would definitely like to see Marvel if this is the case, and you know, uh, Disney does decide that they're ultimately not worth it anymore. I would like to see them go to a proper steward, to you know, someone who would respect the company's history, their iconic status, and their place in pop culture. I know that's not all. We don't always get our wish. We don't always get what we want. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 scary to think about because I don't want to live in a world. I don't want to. I'm not going to kill myself really, but like I don't want to <laughs> live in a world where I remember Marvel being one one cohesive thing. Mm. I mean, like look at the reaction from Marvel fans when you marginalize their characters. Oh, We're yeah. not even talking about selling off Fantastic Four to Fox entirely and letting Fox make their own Fantastic Four comics. We're not talking about, like, you know, getting oh putting the X-Men on their own planet and letting them live in their own reality. <laughs> like, we're literally just talking about, like, not publishing Fantastic Four books and kind of not giving a shit about what kind of good X-Men books there are. Like, yeah. And look at the reaction. And then you have a world where, like, eh, maybe we just won't make them anymore. Or eh, well, maybe we'll just license out the characters and let uh, and let Valiant have Punisher. <laughs> you know, like it's already frustrating to imagine a world where like where where Mister Fantastic is not helping to lead the direction of the Marvel Universe in continuity. Mm. It's Unless he uh, is secretly, but like even then, hey, he, he he could be. We don't know. Yeah. He, he he's stretchy. He could make himself look like anybody. Well, he's God too. Like you know, he's got the powers. <laughs> and he's God. They can always pull that. And it's like, no, guys, I I was here through every major event. I was I was the wind blowing through your hair. Right. <laughs> I, I was the one who carried you on the beach because I love you that much. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Mister Fantastic God. There's no way that he would do that. <laughs> 
He would invent a sweet hovering carry machine. <laughs> so then he could get back to work. It uh, it, this reminded me because I was thinking of that in uh, in the newest Green Arrow issue, uh, he teams up with Superman and like they have a little conversation and it ends with Ollie going, "Hey, thanks, America's dad." Yeah, Super- saw that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um. So uh, I guess what I'm gonna do is we're gonna wrap up and I wanna sh- I wanna f- toss this question into the hands of you guys, the listeners and viewers, and say and don't just say like Fox, Sony, like Ted Turner, just like. I'd like to know what you would do with the Marvel publishing line. Like, you know, what would you like? Let's say they called you and said, you you, you, you figure it out. <laughs> they hired you. Your job as a Disney executive is to figure out what to do with Marvel comics, sell it off, keep it internal. How do you fix it? What do you do to make it profitable for Disney? I'd love to know. Definitely. I, uh, I also had a little shout out too, because, you know, obviously on this show, we like to talk about cool projects our fans are working on, sure right? Enough. Uh, well, a fan of ours, Carrie Offal, who is a hardworking independent wrestler, has a huge show this week in Brooklyn. So if you're in New York on August the 11th, you can see him and his tag partner, Nick Iggy, take on British Strong Style. Nice. At Battle Pro. Brooklyn, so I have a very strong attachment to it. That's awesome. This this is pretty huge. I know you don't uh, follow wrestling, Sal, but British Strong Style are actually a pretty big deal. Okay. <laughs> So it's so it's actually cool that one of our fans is going to be taking them on. I think Seriously? that's awesome. Oh, no, good Leah. I, I think Carrie likes the show, but his tag partner doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. I've seen him on Twitter. What he, uh, he forces him to listen to the show. What's the um, what's the uh, the parlance for uh, for wishing luck to a wrestler? Like mm, break, that's good. Break your spine, like I. Yeah, or or don't get get over. I think you want to say, hey, whatever you do, win, lose, or draw, get over. Get over. Okay, there you go. But, get get uh, over with the crowd. Well, thank you, Joel, for indulging me in this uh, devil's advocate uh, thought exercise about what would happen if Disney just decided, oh yeah, I'm not making any money with Marvel Comics. Fuck it. Yeah, these these are fun. I mean, you know, we do lots of silly fun topics, but every so often it's nice to show we we can be serious here at yeah, the Elseworlds Exchange. Get in there. You got to get in the mud. Uh, if if you love something, you gotta you gotta be willing to to ask whether it's worth it or not. You know, gotta shake so, the tree, see what falls out. It's true, it's true. So uh, anyway, don't ask, you never know. Want to thank you all for hanging out with us and listening to us ramble on about uh, comics in general, and uh, we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. I'm Joel, and we'll see you next week. Oh,